Hi guys, I'm André Villas-Boas, listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future is bright, the future is lily white. Come on, your spurs. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, season 11, episode 30. I'm Jack. I'm Chris. I'm AST. And we've done it again, Spurs, eh? When we really needed to dig out a result, we've managed to do it, keeping ourselves in that fight for, for fourth spot. It was a bit of a strange game, I felt, um, against Leicester at the weekend. And I was there and it felt like ages since I'd last been to a game. I don't know why, but it, it just did feel like that. And you, know, you get there, obviously, like, there's all the pre-match stuff going on. You get the team sheets in, a couple of changes for us. I looked at that Leicester team. I was a bit nervous going into the game, you know, because I've always feel like Leicester are a bit of a dangerous side. I looked at that Leicester team sheet and I thought, they are dreadful. I know obviously they're resting a few players for the conference league, but as soon as I saw that, I was like, right, no, there's going to be no problems here this afternoon. We're definitely going to go and get three points. And and thankfully we did. Um, Chris, were you, th- were you there? The I was. I was. And I sort of had the same thought. And then I thought that I thought the same thing against Brighton and Brentford. So I just thought I'd better like wind it in. But actually, you, you saw from when we, the game opened that actually we were going to be all right. And, we, you know, we, create, we, we created some really good chances. Um, I thought Romero was immense. I mean, yeah. we can, I'm sure yeah. we can talk about and for all sorts of reasons, both in terms of the interceptions he made. He got, um, he got us out of, out of severe trouble from that um, missed pass from Ben Davies. Um, and, you know, and... You saw the whole team went to him when that second goal went in. And we know why, right? Because actually that was all down to him. You know, like he not only did he, he won the ball. I think he blocked and then he got up and won the ball and then laid it off to to Kulisewski. He he had no right to win that second tackle either. That was like an 80-20 not in his favour. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's crazy. Yeah. And, you know... And that was the one change, actually, was Lucas in for Kulisewski, which, you know, I'm never going to be an advocate or advocate of. But you can also see how you might want to try some different things out. You might want Lucas to run at them. But, I mean, he was dreadful. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, and, you know, someone someone next to me was just like, oh, wow, that's quite an early time to make the substitution. I'm like, but why, actually? You want to push on and do something. And he made a difference as soon as he came on. Not only for that second goal, but there was, I can't remember if it was before or after when he kind of, you know, did that little, was it a nutmeg and then a go around where he like ran around him on the pitch and stuff. And just, you kind of want that energy as well as, you know, obviously what his ability is. But that third goal, as soon as it, uh, we were just um, in the throes of doing our goal of the season for the Proud Lily Whites. And uh, they just sorted it all out in the last couple of days. And, um, Lee sent me a screenshot of from the from Jacob who was doing it just saying can I add another one to the list please because as soon as it that's where I sit so I'm basically in line with Sun as that right literally as he kicked that ball and as soon as it left his foot you knew what was happening because I could see the trajectory of the ball and like we were like that wow it was incredible absolutely incredible. a reaction as well when he just puts his hands on his head doesn't he like can't believe it i thought that was amazing that reminded me of where was it danny rose doing that when uh lamella nutbeg townsend years ago do you remember that yeah. he did exactly yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah. what was your uh, the best lined up shot i've ever had was walker scoring against arsenal do you remember it when he scored against um oh yeah fellow who plays for juve what's his name the goalkeeper chesney that's it um I was right. I was perfectly in line for that, even though, I mean, that 
that that one should have been the keepers, but that that was the best I've ever had. I think mine was. Um, do you remember Kane's mask goal against Arsenal? Oh, oh yeah, I really and, in the, in the top two, corner. Two. Yeah, I was in. I, I used to sit in the Paxton in the old ground, and that side. So as soon as he hit, left his foot, you just knew that's that's going top corner. So like we were like that tiny bit of the ground that celebrated it probably like half a second before anyone else, because you just know it's going in the top corner. I love moments like in football when you know a goal's about to happen. Amazing. It's incredible. But that that sun goal was amazing. Chris, your point on Kulusevski, like I just think it shows the the upgrade from Kulusevski to Lucas Moura. It's just that he's such a smart player, the way he links it, and he just gives us something completely different. And uh, I mean, you saw it quite a lot in the first half where the ball went up to Kane, who he won pretty much everything all game. Like, his flick-ons and he was knocking it down. He was, it, like, the target man role that he played more against Leicester, he was brilliant. And he, he'd sort of play it into Lucas and, and he'd give it away. And it's like, as soon as Kulusevski comes on, it goes into him, bang, and there's an attack coming. And the three of them, Kane, Kulusevski and Son, just, like, it's a brilliant trio that we've got up there. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about um, well, Eric Dyer. Well, well, i got three points on Kulusevski. Mm. One, he needs to be made permanent, like, now. Yeah, <laughs> like, I just agree. do it. Like, why um, wait? Exactly, I agree with you there. Just, you know, all the problems we've had in the past because we sign people on the last day and they, they're not integrated team. Two, this is how we need to do it now. Loans with option or obligations to buy if they meet certain criteria. Why do we do that more often? It just seems to make far more sense for everyone involved. Um, three, I don't think he should be given an assist for that sun goal because it, it's, you know, it doesn't feel yeah. like he created the goal scoring opportunity. I think they should, someone needs to make a system to say, come on, mate. You know, that's and, up and there with uh, Tom, Tom Carroll's assist to Bale. Tom Carroll's assist on 2013. Yeah. yeah. Um, Did you see the match of the day stat as well about um, about Sun last night? I that he's he scored the he's the he's the golden boot. Um, yeah. Ex penalties. Ex penalties. Yeah. And they were, he was uh, Mark Chapman was just like. Alan Shearer's going to text me and have a fit now because, of course, penalties count. He's had um, an incredible season, son. Absolutely well, incredible. It does make me think. One of the notes I've got here, I don't make notes often, but I've got some here. I've got loads here. But one of them is like, did we miss a trick not selling Kane and just making Son the main man? I know it's heresy is a Spurs thing, but, what, you know, where would we be if we had invested 100 million in an amazing number 10 or, you know, something like that? We could have done it. You know, there's there's games where you can mark him out. I think it's easier to mark out than Kane because Kane could do so many roles. I think the two of them just elevate each other's performances. I agree. I think if you took either of them out the side, the other one's not going to be anywhere near as effective. But I think Kane would struggle more without Son than Son would without Kane. I I think Kane, with Kane, you have to have someone in that front three that is quick and and wants to run in behind. I think because Kane's obviously not doesn't want to do that. Um, but the two of them together, it's just it's magnificent. Yeah, fine. I think the other thing is, is that Troy Deeney on Match of the Day said, oh, you know, he's had a great few games. And I was like, well, what have you been watching? Because, you know, the person that I sit next to or who, or you, I, both of you actually, is like, oh, son's a bit off his game the last, you know. So we're constantly saying that he's a bit off his game. Yet here he is. Having said that, I still think that our player of the season, and I, I look back at our player of the season, I don't think he's... He's what has Harry Kane ever won player of the no, season at Spurs? Never, never won that. <laughs> now you, it's got surely that's got to be this season. You know, blame number nine and number ten. But I just think that Son with, with what he's just done this weekend, he might nick it off him. I think I'd 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 vote Son to be honest over Kane this season. I think if you think back to the whole season and that some Kane for me 
what happened at the start and not and not turn up to train and all that it's like I've forgiven it but I've not forgotten it and I think Sun in those moments was he was the main man wasn't he for those first few games I just think Kane's been brilliant this season but Sun Sun is a such a good player now like I think but a lot of Spurs fans don't realize like how good he is I can't think of a team that he doesn't get into like I know you make the same argument for Kane but like yeah. who's better than Sun in that front three on that left side I, I don't think that there's anybody better than him in the world he's the best foreigner we've ever had we've we've had this discussion many times he's the best foreigner to ever play for Spurs ever um but the the point I I that when he was in Miami, because he didn't realise he had to be home and he was sulking for the first third of the season, whatever it was, it, it's really irritated me. Like, you have a look at when Modric wanted to go and he was pictured on Abramovich's boat and he wanted to go to Chelsea. He still came back and played. Whereas, and same with Bale, was Kane just took so long to warm up after just sulking. It really irritated me. And No, but that whole 9 and 10 thing, and I just think you, we've never seen we've we've talked about it here and I could probably go back and find you both saying it. We've never seen anyone no. like it as Spurs. No. And but the thing is, Sun will win because I think every member gets um gets asked to vote. And obviously there are loads and loads and loads of people in Korea with CRN numbers with CRN. Sorry, because an N the N stands for number, doesn't it? Yeah, so yeah. So yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think when you think back to the great Spurs performances that we've seen in our lifetime, Bale against Inter is is obviously the main one. And then you think like Kane against City in the 3 2. It's a, I don't, I'm not sure we'll ever see a better uh, yeah. uh, performance like that. Exactly. And that was this team. season, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sort of arguing for you. I just, uh, the, the first few months. But he wound us up too much. I get it. I understand the I whole wind up. Yeah. I'd have no problems if Kane won it. Do you know what I mean? I'd have no issues with that. But for me, I just think Son... But you're not voting for him, are you, Jack? I'm, I'm going to go never, for Son this year. Never vote for Hugo. And no keepers, will you? No, okay, um, keepers shouldn't even be in it. No, no, no. Own a <laughs> It's a different sport. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Eric Dyer, though, because I thought he was magnificent again um, at the weekend. And I, and I think he, he's another one for me. If you're talking about someone that's played well all season... His name should be thrown in there as well. He's never going to win player of the season. He doesn't put like he's not the type of player that people are going to vote for. But I think he's been so important to us. And I just watched him against Leicester at the weekend when when that goal went in for Leicester in the 92nd minute or whatever. He was absolutely furious. And a lot of them were sort of like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. But like I loved seeing his reaction where he was raging. Like doesn't change the outcome of the game. But like as a defender, like he wants that clean sheet. And like clearly they're. He's the type of guy that that type of thing bugs. Um, but that aside, I just thought he, I thought he played so well again. And I think him and Romero really complement each other. And anybody that is at the games, like you can really see Dyer just marshalling that whole back three, back five. And he's so, so good at organising and getting people in the right area. And on an individual basis, I just think his decision making has become so much better under Conte. The last six months, those... Those mistakes, like whenever I think of Dyer playing centre-back, I always used to think he'd play really well for 85 minutes, but he'd do something in the game that would give the opposition a chance. And he really seems to have cut that those individual mistakes out. And I don't know if that's Conte or if that's him maturing or he's just had a real run of games in one position. But I've just been so impressed with him this season. And I think if we hadn't have had him fit and at this level all season, we would have been in a real difficult position. I agree with you. And you know how much I love Eric Dyer, but I do think some of it is down to Romero. 
Yeah, well, and, and he makes everyone better, doesn't he? At the back. Yeah, and you know, like I, I just there's a, there's a part. I, I don't know if I said this last time, but apologies if I did, because I've been thinking it. Is I just you know like I've got so much hope that he's basically our equivalent of of Virgil Van Dyke. That somehow you get the manager, you shore up the defence by like one player that is kind of a talisman for that, and then you push on from that. I mean, that's what you want to see, right? Yeah, the two of them remind me of King and Dawson, right? Eric Dyer's doing very blunt work, like which is, and there's no problem with that. It's blocks, tackles, like headers, good attitude. Romero is a bit more just out there but he's way more aggressive than Ledley they're, they're obviously not the same player but in terms of talent I feel like he's levels above Dyer but Dyer is having a good season you know I, I'm and just the amount of at... times as well that Romero gets Emerson out of trouble is, oh, it's near enough it's near enough every attack that the opposition have goes in behind Emerson and Romero is just there to tidy up and make it look like there was nothing nothing even really yeah. going on nothing to see here yeah, yeah. Here. Romero is going to miss a tackle and then break someone's leg. Like I'm predicting that if it doesn't happen this season, it will happen next so, season. So nervous with Romero is in the North London derby first five minutes, like straight red, last man. Do you know what I mean? Or something crazy. He's mm. he has a hundred percent got. Do you know that what I thought that yeah. yesterday? It was yesterday. Was it? Was it yesterday the day before? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, was it was felt quite tame. It's like, I know people got annoyed with the referee and stuff, but, every, you know, it was quite a nice, like, you know, like there was no, it didn't feel like a difficult game in terms of aggression or whatever. And, you know, we, I think he's, like, capable of getting booked in every single match. But yeah. considering he didn't yesterday, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm really scared for the North London derby. Well, imagine what he would have been like in that the Battle of the Bridge. He would have killed Cesc Fabregas. Like, he we, would have murdered him. Couldn't get, it was impossible to get sent off in that game as well, wasn't it? So it's like... But no, oh, he's, been, um, he's been phenomenal. But, you know, like I said, there, there, were, there were a few really good individual performances. And I thought Hoiberg had another really good game in, in the centre of the park. I, I didn't think it was Bentoncourt's best performance. I thought he was a little bit off of it compared to what he's been at the last month or so. But I think Hoiberg had a really, really good game, like breaking the lines, passing forward, doing a little bit more than just sort of that defensive midfield role. I thought he was really good. It was just, it's just nice to see that players that are getting a good run in the same system, playing with the same people, you can see the benefits to it. Yeah. Um, and Hoiberg for me is that I don't, I really don't understand all the hate around him. And like, he seems to be a player is that, that still there now though. Wasn't yeah, that just, what is it? I, right. I, okay. Like in the ground, it's like, that it, it gave the ball away. I think in the first five minutes, like trying to play a ball into sun. And it's like, and he give the ball away and it's like, people are like, oh, moaning. And it's like, but then he could have just popped it to the fullback and kept it. And it was like, and people would probably have equally moaned at that. And Oh, yeah, because he only, because he doesn't pass yeah, forwards. Football yeah. fans, like, they really frustrate me sometimes. It's like, in, in the opposition's half, like, probably nine times out of ten, you're going to give the ball away. Because there's less time, there's less space, you're trying to create something. It's like you take risks. Um, but I thought he had, I thought he had a really, really good game. Um, and I just don't, I just don't understand why there's so much hatred around him. Like he's a defensive midfielder that we bought from Southampton for 15 million. He's been excellent for us. Yeah, it's just, I think you just got to look at the person. I mean, what they're saying about themselves. Like we've got far too much access to people, and people need extreme views these days, don't they? They need to be polemic, and they need to have strong points of view to be, to make sure they feel like they're worth something. And I don't know, he just. I, they're idiots. Like you know, he's 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 having a great season. He's he's doing his job. No no problem. Would you sell him to Newcastle for thirty whatever million it was? 
I so don't that, think so. That was on the that BBC was this rumors. week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on the BBC rumors that Newcastle were interested for thirty mil, and that's why I asked you to, and you both came back saying no. But if I said to you, Lacelso's <laughs> and Dovelli are coming back, and Lacelso is smashing it at the moment. No, no, thank you. Okay, um, okay. It's the same. It's the same old thing, isn't it? With, with all these transfer stuff, it's like, if, okay, if we, thirty million for Hoiberg, the club would probably look at that and think, cool, we could make quite a lot of money on him in a relatively short period of time. But you've then got to go and buy a central midfielder. And it's like, yeah, exactly. who, who are you going to go and get? Even if you spend all of that money, who are you realistically going to go and buy? And it's like, well, you can't get anybody for that type of money anymore that's any good. Well, 30 mil, right? And and integrate them into the team in good order. Yeah. Well, that's Skip's job. I'm, I'm just putting this out there, right? You've got Skip who should, can come in and do that role and do it very, very well. That's a, a like-for-like replacement. Isn't he That's busted? A... Aren't you worried about him? I'm worried about him. Bit. It's a well, long time to be out for. And he's gone to America now, hasn't he? He's had surgery, still... yeah. yeah. They fixed him. They when him was together. his last game? He hasn't played this calendar no. year, is he? So he will Does have he had sort of... No, he will have had eight months out realistically by the time he has a competitive game it's like he might come back and he might be fun but it's always a worry for a young player especially like the type of player that he is where he's a very sort he's a very physical player covers a lot of ground so you just hope that he's fine but most players if they have a long-term injury it does affect something and you just hope that that it's not anything too too major but i get your point asd that you know you oh, could you lose hoiberg skip comes in and you go and buy but i just think we'd be creating another problem for ourselves in the market there by letting him go um especially like if you could do something because I, I was chatting with my dad a, a lot about transfers and who do you want to buy and all that and we were just sort of saying you know ericsson available on a free transfer if you could like sell harry winks for even 10 million get ericsson on free that feels like an absolute no-brainer kind of deal to do and I think yeah. we just got to do smart moves like that and then it's like we could do with another central midfielder definitely um but the priority's got to be the wing backs hasn't it in in the summer like it oh, just absolutely definitely. has to be and the rumours are um can I just say we signed Bentico for 21.5 mil which Thanks. is two well that's two thirds of 20 mil or uh, 30 mil right so it, the deals are there to be done and that's Paratici's job so you know it's it, yeah I get what you're saying I get what you're saying um but yeah I mean it sounds like Reggie might be might be going back um good luck to him that. yeah but it means that, that we ne- and i was really worried about davis like davis looked old i thought at times like he made some mistakes in the game and it just made me a bit, a bit like oh it made me worried um we need a left-sided center half though like and, it, and it's like yeah. with all the mickey taking that that we give you about davis and Roden and all of that it's like I, i've always been a believer that davis is a very very good squad player, good player yeah, yeah and like yeah, i wouldn't i wouldn't want us to be getting rid of him but i think if you can go and find a left-sided center half to make up that back three look realistically are you going to be a team that's competing for champions league places and trying to go deep in cup competitions if ben davis is your left-sided center half i mean you, we you, are i think you're going to struggle i think we, you're going to struggle with that well, we are with two points behind four for one point wherever it is so um but yeah right and what about putting out there tarkowski tarkowski however you pronounce it going down with burn no. premier league experience 29 years old bit no i like uh, him i like that type of defender but i just think that if you look at his attributes, he's used to d- sitting on the edge of his own box. And it's like at Spurs, you're going to be on the halfway line for most of the game. And I'm just like, you know, it's the Harry Maguire thing, isn't it? Going from Hull and Leicester, where you are the defensive team, to all of a sudden you're the aggressor. And it's like, how are you going to deal with 
30, 40 yards of space in behind you and balls flying over the top. I just don't think Tarkovsky's a man for that. All right. I, I, I think he could be good. I think, I think I'll tell you who I like. You know, we're having the regular on who would you get at left wing back. I'll tell you who I like is Kukurela at Brighton. He's yeah, got he the crazy um, fuzzy hair, hasn't he? Um, he's young. I think he's 22, 23. He's a very, very good player. Like that, that would be someone I'd be happy with. But whether or not you could get him for the 30 mil that you'd get from regular, I'm not sure. Yeah, but look how much he's worth on transfer market. I mean, um, 18 mil. Although we were looking, um, weren't we, ASD, earlier in the week at wages um, for Spurs <laughs> yeah. players. Chris, you, we, we uh, literally we couldn't believe this. We um, like you're looking at like transfer fee, length of contract, and, like how much money a player costs you like all in. Yeah, yeah. The Undumbele situation oh, yeah. Yeah. was is it 60 million euro fee? What did the what did the site say? It was like 200 he's, grand a he's week. He's the same as Kane. 200 like, grand a week. Earner, and he had a five year deal, and it's like when you add all of that up, how much money that deal has cost us? It's just like. Who wow. deal was that? Who did that deal? Pochino was the manager, wasn't he? Or head mm. coach, whatever is. So it's Poch and Levy. Right. But the weird, the weird thing with that whole transfer is like there were a lot of sides that wanted Ndombele, weren't there? Like it wasn't as if from out of nowhere we've just gone bang sixty mil on an unknown player. Like City wanted him, Bayern Munich wanted him. I'm not quite sure why, but. We we've got quite a long list though, right? Centre midfielder, attacking midfielder, goalkeeper, left sided centre back, two minimum two full backs. I mean that that's quite a punchy summer we need. Yeah. The full backs at, at an absolute must. Like yeah. you know, it'd be great to strengthen in those other areas, but you can't go into next season with your right backs as Emerson and Doherty and your left backs as Regulon and, and Cessignon. Like you that is just you can't. Did you see Fabrizio Romano's um, quote today? No. Nope. Antonio Conte wants to lead a big revolution at Tottenham this summer. Yeah, I'm all in. I like a revolution. Yeah. I'm up for revolution. Uh, two other points. One, we scored a goal from a set piece from a corner, no less. I mean, when was the last time that happened? And it was like, a Sam really. and Kane combination again, wasn't it's it? Again. And um, I love shots of the crowd we've got a very good looking crowd like there, there's some crowds where you're like mm, there's only two surnames in that crowd whereas us it was a <laughs> it was a really lovely like all the old people you'd see i don't know like on a calendar for where there's originals or the young people you'd see in jd sports model i don't know i just, I just thought it's, it's a very good looking crowd and we don't make enough of that and then there were you two were there as, as well um talking of Nasty. Old people, he won't mind that I called him old because he is old. It's a guy called Pete. I used to sit near at White Hart Lane. I mean, he's in his 70s. Old um, Pete. Yeah, old Pete, yeah. Um, and he, his wife is a Kiwi. So they spend about three months a year in New Zealand. So in, De- in December 2019, having watched Sonny score that worldie against Burnley, they went off for their three-month jaunt to New Zealand. They've just come back. They spent two and a half years in New Zealand. Oh, my God. Wow. I know. But he did say what was interesting, you know, I think where we are, which is the East Lower, obviously quite popular, he pretty much managed to sell his ticket every week on the ticket exchange. Mm. So he didn't lose a a ton of money, um, but he was very happy to be there yesterday, like very happy. I bet. 
So that's how much he hated the Jose Mourinho era. That he was that's like, what that's I said it. to him. To the other side exactly of the world two years until it's over. I said, you missed it all. Like You thought, Mourinho, no thank you. Nuno, no thank you. And now you come back when the good times hopefully are rolling yeah. again. Funny. And what do you what do you both think on our top four hopes now? You know, there's Ooh. there's not that many games to go. We're two points behind Arsenal. We've got Liverpool this week, which is a as tough a game as there is. Do you think we can do it? Do you think we're going to come up short? ASD, what, what do you reckon? Based on form, we're going into North London Derby five points behind. Being really blunt, right? Like I think we could. Liverpool is the hardest game for us. It, it has to be because City. We, we're a weird bogey team for City. I'd rather play City away than West Ham away, for example, or Brighton or or Brent, anyone else. Um, I, it's going to be very difficult for us to not lose, you know. Yeah. And like they, they are a winning machine. They are in the in the greatest title fight we've seen in years and they're desperate to win it. They're in the quadruple. I'd love to see him win the quadruple just, just because Klopp's just taken seven years and just done it, you know, and I just don't, but it, our top four chances, Arsenal have to falter at some point. They can't just have Man United and Chelsea lay down to them every single time. So let's see. I hope we do it, but then I also kind of want to see Arsenal get smashed in the Champions League. You know, us win the Europa League. I'd rather win the Europa League than sort of... Because you still have to qualify for the Champions League. You still have to go through that qualification. We're awful in European knockout, apart from that one time we made it to the final. So, I don't know. Um, I it, It's so hard to predict, isn't it? Who's going to do what at what time? I mean, Liverpool have got a, se- a semi-final this week as well. So, that might count for something. But even their second team is is unreal. So yeah. I, I just I just don't know. Like, what do you think, Chris? I think that the we blew it with the Brentford game because I think we could have kept it up a little bit by being um, by like staying in the race. So you know we you never know. Like we might. There was a part of me that thought we might end up picking up a point at Liverpool, but I think because they need they they also need to win, because you know there was one point when you were, if you were yeah. looking at the fixtures and how it was all going to go that it would already be done by now the title and it's not. So the fact that they still need to win, um, you know, yes they you know yes they've got a semi final yes the FA Cup finals the following week whatever but nonetheless I think they're still going to be. They still have their eyes on it, and so I don't think we're going to do it, sadly. And I think we, I think we blew it with that with the Brentford game because I, I think we blew we it at Brighton. It. We blew it at Brighton, but then you thought, you know what, we could, we it's still in our hands. And then yeah. once we took it out of our own hands, um, you know, I, and I don't, and I, I slightly disagree with with ASD. I think that they will just keep winning, sadly, Arsenal now. I feel, um, it felt to me like we needed a swing this weekend, just gone. And yes. that we needed we needed them to like draw so that then it meant going into the derby if we beat them you know we'd go back above them on goal difference or whatever but I just feel like we're going to run out of games I think that's, that's the it. problem because not only are we going unless something crazy this week happens like we win at Liverpool and Leeds beat Arsenal unless a crazy result like that happens I just think we're just going to come up short and we could we're going to get to the last day of the season being like, we we just needed one or two more games in order to catch them. Um, it's just the tough thing for us is having Liverpool now. If we'd have had a bit more of a routine fixture, you might have thought 
well, actually, we can just hang on in there, and then by the time the derby comes round, you know, we can do it. But there's a there's a, a possibility, isn't there, that they could secure fourth by beating us in the derby, which would just be that would be horrendous. They? Wouldn't it? Well, they can finish it that. Yeah, well, if we lose, right. they win. They'll go to 66 points and we'll be on 61. Then they beat us going to 60. Yeah, that would yeah. be horrendous. Be that horrendous, would be horrendous. Yeah, yeah, horrendous. that would be awful. But I'm going to put it out there. In the Leeds... They're but not Leeds fighting. are fighting for their lives. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, one would, no one would have said that Everton were going to beat Chelsea 1-0. Well, Leeds the and day. Everton are fighting for their lives. Newcastle, yeah. firmly mid-table, so we can assume. So Leeds, there's hope there. In a similar vein, though, we've got Burnley, who will make it horrendous for us. Yeah. And I can see a draw. Like, that That would be incredibly disappointing. And then we'll smash Norwich. So, who knows? I'll tell you what, I don't know why, but, like, playing Norwich, like, that kind of game makes me so nervous as a Spurs fan. Like, playing the team that have been awful all season, they're already down. That's the kind of game that we would lose 3-0. And yeah, Norwich but we won't. To... I think we'll have blown forth by then. Yeah. So it'll just be we'll have a great game and we will smash them up oh, because oh, we'll yeah. have blown it. Be like that Newcastle five Tottenham one. Yeah. Remember that from that, yeah. a few years, from twenty sixteen. Yeah. That was horrendous. Um, yeah. I think Mitrovic scored in that game, didn't he? And he's just. Did you see that Fulham needed to win tonight to uh, win the championship yeah. and they were in the sixth place team? Yeah. <laughs> smashed them seven 0 And I think they're one goal away from have been the team that scored the most ever goals in the championship and in a championship winning season or something. Mitrovic, I've said it about Mitrovic for years. I, I think he can He'll do it. He'll come up next season and he won't even get you 10 league goals. Yeah, no, I know. It's like Antonio, one thing we can do, though, yeah. to try and give us a little bit of consolation is that we are playing, this women's team are playing Arsenal at the Emirates on Wednesday evening. And currently the women's table stands with... Chelsea played 21, 53 points. Arsenal played 20, 49 points. So if they beat us, they'll only be one point behind Chelsea. If we manage a draw, they'll be three points behind. But if we beat them, then they can't win the league. So there's a little something in there. There's a little something in there that at least gives us a little bit of hope. Um, I, w- I wouldn't necessarily hold out for a win at the Emirates, but I think we could probably nick a draw just to make it hard for them, which is always a nice feeling. And then Sunday, it's uh, they're at the ground, aren't they? They're at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium yes. to play Leicester. I'm going Playing to that. Um, yeah, I, I can't believe I'm... Oh, I'm again? I'm, You're not going again when I'm there? I'm gonna start I know. To <laughs> I know. They were doing a lot of... Um, Paul Coyte and they were doing a lot of um, advertising, weren't they, for that women's game at the ground yes. at the weekend, which I thought was really good. And can I just say, it's so good having Paul Coyte back at half-time. Like, the, what has he been back? Three or four home games now? And it's just like... He's just the voice of Spurs at half-time. It's so good him being back there. It's just, yeah, brilliant. Although I think they turned it up yesterday because I, I couldn't hear myself think at half-time. And I had to listen to him, which I wasn't... I wanted to have a conversation. Frankly. Yeah. Frankly. Shall we do Maldini or Dyer? Maldini or Dyer, yeah. Maldini or Dyer? Right, so I I took a few twists and turns to trying to theme this. And so I started by comparing World Cup winning teams. Um but only sort of, you know. What a weekend I, that is. 
I looked at 20, whatever the last one was, 2018 and 20, anyway, whatever. I did all of that. And then I thought, has ISD done this before? But I carried on anyway. And then I got bored and went into sort of early 2000s Premier League. And then it and then it went a bit janky. So you'll see what I mean when I get there. <laughs> right. So uh, ASD. Hugo Lloris or Manuel Neuer? <laughs> what a start. <laughs> I'm going Manuel Neuer. It has to be Manuel Neuer, surely. You're both wrong. Obviously, it's Hugo. A, he's our player, and B, I literally gave you the clue. It's about World Cup winners, World Cup winners, and that France team should not have won that World Cup necessarily. I don't think. Yes, Kylian Mbappe, blah blah blah. But actually, Laurie's <laughs> kept them in it. Jack, Varane or Lam? Oh, Lam, every day of the week. SD? I have to agree. I want to be different, but I can't go for N. Yeah, I agree. I do agree. Islam yeah. every day of the week. ASD, Griezmann or Muller? Antoine Griezmann or Thomas Muller? I mean, it has to be Muller, right? You just look at, he's won more Bundesliga than anyone else now, I think, after this last week. And he's just done it consistently. He does look, oh, no, no, never mind. <laughs> Leave that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's only, what is he, like 32? It feels like he's been playing football for 25 years, Muller. But I'd have to go Muller there as well. I'm not. I've, Griezmann. There's always been something about Griezmann's irritated me. No, you're both wrong. With his stupid celebrations. I don't. I don't know anything about his celebration. But all I know is that that and year he before he went to Atletico Madrid, um, I put a bet on him to be the top scorer, and I won something like four hundred pounds. I bought both my nephews full Spurs kits that summer. It's ridiculous. So, <laughs> And the yeah, week after, literally week your after game, SD. <laughs> that's literally your game. Oh. The week after uh, the World Cup, Chris bumped into him at a petrol station. Pod, yeah. <laughs> so you know, he's having him. Uh, Jack Buffon or Casillas? Oh, I know how much you hate goalkeepers. Yeah, neither. Um, <laughs> oh, that is so difficult because Buffon, uh, Buffon or Casillas. Yeah, but, but I think Buffon's probably my favourite ever keeper. I'm going to go Buffon. Casillas, obviously. Uh, point, to, point to Jack, yeah. What is that about? He's point still playing Jack. now, Buffon, as well, yeah. isn't he? He's 44 and he's still playing. What's yeah, your I'm, reasoning? Well, for you, ASD, I just thought you would have just said, well, as you were going, it's obvious. I was like, ASD's just going to say he's a beautiful man and then we'd just move on. He's a beautiful man. Um, so, A the fact that he's just playing B he's arguably the one of the best goalkeepers the like the world has ever seen and C he doesn't miss he hasn't missed the world cup because he dropped aftershave on his foot remember that fair fair point the third one (laughs) because he has a has a a thousand matches in his career well that's really two one i'm fine Right, crack on. It's you now, ASD, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Zambrotta or PK? I, know, I think I know Jack's going to go. I'm going Zambrotta. I'm going PK. Heart of that Barcelona defence. Point to Jack again. Pulling ahead, ASD. It's 3 1. Well, 
I'm going to proper Spursy this up, don't worry. <laughs> I feel like I've got the moral victory here. Uh, Jack, Perlo or David Silva? Ooh. That's a horrible, horrible question. Um, David Silva. I have to go Perlo, don't I? I have to go Perlo. Jack, ASD is correct. Yeah. It has to be Perlo. What a player. Look at him. Look at the That's, hair. Yeah, exactly. Apart from anything else. Uh, ASD, Uren- Fernando Llorente or Pippo Inzaghi? I'm going Llorente. Yeah, Lorento. We all love Lorento, don't we? You're both correct. You're both correct. Okay, so Jack, a slight change now, but only for one. Marcello Lippi or Vincente Del Bosque? Um, I can already see where this started to go crazy for you when you were writing this. Uh, I'm going to go Del Bosque. I will go Lippi. Uh, The point is Jack's. I couldn't decide between the two, and I just decided just on the moustache alone that it should be Del Bosque. <laughs> this quiz is brilliant. Uh, ASD, Dennis Wise or Vinnie Jones? Vinnie Jones. Oh, um, I have to say Vinnie Jones as well. Dennis Wise played for Chelsea. Yeah, it's the only... you're, you're both correct. Although I forgot about the Welsh. Is he Welsh? Well, he plays oh, Wales. Jones, he's really yeah. not Wales. But uh, I bumped into um, Dennis Wise and he's really little station. and he looked really angry in the train station in Maribyrne and he looked really angry. Just just getting off a train. You don't ever want to pick. You don't want. You don't really want to answer any question with Dennis Wise. Um, <laughs> Jack, David Batty or Nicky Butt? Nicky Butt. Love Nicky Butt. Yeah. Yeah, correct. And Batty Violence. Probably. Never mind. I mean, they were both uh, scrappers, they? ASD, Patrice Evra or Glenn Johnson? Evra, come on. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, like, how could, how could Glenn Johnson be the answer to this question? Like, is there something, is there something we're just not aware of that Glenn Johnson has done? Yeah. Well, I'm afraid I'm go, my I'm answer gonna, is. I'm going Evra. My answer is Glenn Johnson, just because oh. I, I think he's got a kind face. This this has gone mental. Got, Am I still two behind? I've got it there. Yeah, you are. Yeah, oh. I've got it up there. It's not like I'm not making it up just to wind you up. I've thought this all through. Um, whose turn is it? Fine. Uh, Jack, Salomon Kalu or Dirk Coit? It's got to be Coit. Yeah. Surely, just I, for the I hair. Could not stand Kalu. It's all right. It is Coit, and it's not just because of the hair. Um, yeah. Again, slight change of direction now. ASD. Me. Uh, Lecoq Sportif or Hummels? So I'm going to go Hummel. I do like the sporty cock, but I like, I prefer Hummel. I'm going to go Lecoq Sportif. And the point goes to Jack. Just like, just like uh, it was Lloris over Neuer. It's something about that cockerel. But we had a look, 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 we had a
a nudie lady. So what have you gone for there, ISD? Kappa. <laughs> Jack, I'm afraid ISD is correct. Come on. Just there's something like like properly retro about Kappa. Puma still thinks it's relevant. Berg, um, ASD, is it your turn, ASD? Yep. Umbro or Admiral? Umbro. Yeah, surely. Like Umbro is a classic. Nope, Admiral. I love yeah, that. Yeah. I love the. I love that logo, and it reminds me of a great Spurs team. You're both wrong. Night still ASD seven Jack nine, um Jack David Bentley or Timu Tainio. Timu Tainio, David Bentley. Point to Jack. With that unequivocal nature of Tainio, obviously it's Tainio. Um ASD Victor Wanyama or Nasser Chadley. Chadley. Oh, that's a tough one. That is, I'm going to gamble and go Wanyama. He's pulling ahead, ASD. And do you know what made me make that decision? I couldn't decide. And then I remembered they both had Twitter emojis. Chadley's was a dolphin and yep, Wanyama's yep. was the spaghetti. And I just thought the spaghetti was brilliant. So it's the spaghetti won it. Um, AS, uh, Jack, uh, Soldado or Postiga? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, uh, Postiga. I'm going Soldado because he could still take a penalty. Uh, Jack gets the points because they were both terrible, but the Postiga was somehow was this great hope. There was something different about that Postiga time. So it's 12-7. So Jack, you he, he's lost for the first time, just so he's got this it right. This is the Liverpool yeah. Villa, just a mental blip. <laughs> <laughs> um, Me. No. ASD, Lo Celso yeah. or Andombele? Celso and Dumbele. Jack is actually killing you. But what is the reason for that? He does nothing and he sulks. Because he's much more talented than Lo Celso. Oh, if we, if anyone could get, could have got a tune out of him, he's a better player. Um, Jack, Hoybier or Bentoncourt? You're gonna have said Hoybier. I'm asking you though. So Hoybier's my answer. No, oh, yeah, see, my heart says Bentica, but I go in Bentica. You've lost anyway, ASD. So, yeah, Jack's right. <laughs> and then finally, Maldini or Dyer, ASD? Maldini. <laughs> Stupid game. Dyer. <laughs> Do you know what? I think this might be the biggest route we've ever seen. Yeah, there should Final be some score. sort of public apology. Final score, ASD 7, Jack 15. Oh, More than God. double. That is awful. I'm, we're You've done have to a really bad the job there, ASD. Really well, bad we're job. We're going to have to revisit the definition of what having it means. Just that <laughs> is. I'm not. This is going to annoy me until next it's week. Gone. <laughs> this is going to really annoy me. Do you me. want me to paste it into the into our uh, chat I group just so you can look at it? No, no. For the rest of the week. I need a new. I need a new screensaver as well. So <laughs> that just just the score would be fantastic. Jack, you're doing it next week. There you go. We, I don't think I don't think it'd be good for me and you to go head to head again. Um, there we go. What a what a result. Oh. I think that might even be my first win as well. So there you go. There you go. True Spurs. You did it with style. That's it. Jack, That's absolute it. style. I'd like to say well done, Jack. You know, I'm very happy for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I hate it.
So there we go. Well, until next week, where hopefully Chris, I'll tell you what we'll do next week, Chris. I'll send you all the answers over in advance, <laughs> and we can just make this a make this a thing each week where Steve just loses. <laughs> no, because oh, you know what, that, what will happen then? He'll make up another stupid game that we have to get into. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? It's been twelve years, nearly twelve years of just making up stupid games <laughs> and features. <laughs> there we go. Well, look, fingers crossed for uh, for another win this week. It's going to be tough at Liverpool on Saturday, but who knows? Um, and until next week, remember, whatever happens, future's bright, future's Lily White. Come on, you Spurs! I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realised. Until today, just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy, and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next. We are Blanchflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.